0: Hey listeners, wanna become an official grunthead? Well now you can by becoming a patron over at our Patreon. That's right. When you contribute, you'll gain access to our supplemental show, Gruntwork Nights, a podcast not about the TV show Home Improvement. It's a lot of fun and we hope you'll join us. Just visit Patreon.com slash GruntworkPod to join. And now on with the show. Does everybody know what time it is? <sighs> Why do you always get to introduce the show half of the time? Well, it's just because I have more interests in common with introducing the show, which happens to be grunt work. (laughs) That ain't working. That's the way you do it. Money for gruntin' and the chicks for free. At least that's what life is like here at Gruntwork, the podcast about the TV series Home Improvement. I'm your host, Truman, the zombie sneak attack man, Caps, <laughs> and with me as always is co host Landon, pretty fly for a spite guy, Solano. <laughs> Uh, I like that. Considering we were just talking about music for our Patreon episode, I know, I know. It's a little, uh, it's a, it's a nice little ease in. I think it's a little, yeah. uh, it's the, uh, you know, it, it, like the the Gruntwork Nights for this episode is like a prequel. You can just smoothly yeah, go right, right into what we're doing here. I actually uh, Dire Straits um, is also another band that I like. Oh, quite that, a bit, so that's good. That's good. I appreciate your introduction. I would, I would share with you, I would share with you some more of my Dire Straits experiences. But if you want those, l- buy our supplemental shit. <laughs> On our Patreon. Oh god, we're off to a great start. Landon, it is good to see you tonight. <laughs> it's good to see you uh, as well this morning. Uh, let me just just quickly say, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, weather report, it's cold out there, campers. Well, yes, uh, this is something we have to be a little weary of. Uh, it is freezing for Los Angeles. I'm looking at, it is currently 46. It is. It is, this is a fact, it is yeah. colder here in Los Angeles than it has ever been anywhere. This is the <laughs> coldest... Anyone has ever been. <laughs> this is ever... Just <laughs> dip down... Yeah. Just seriously, of put his finger right on Los Angeles and said, cold. He he put his finger on Los Angeles and said, chill out. <laughs> uh, so, you know, you heard it here first, yeah. folks. Eat a dick, Minnesota. Go fuck yourself, Alaska. You guys don't know true pain. Here in 46 degree West Los Angeles. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I, I don't want to dwell on this, but with Los Angeles, we're not... A, we don't have... Uh, we're not prepped to dress in layers or have the thick clothing that we need for the cold weather. I've been wearing the same sweatshirt every day for two months. Two, most apartments here aren't insulated. They are made out of like peanut brittle and and old (laughs) newspapers. And three, I think your body acclimates to a higher temperature over a long period of time and therefore it's less tolerant to lower temperatures. I would criticize that. I would say your body acclimates to a higher temperature within uh, 15 (laughs) seconds of getting here. I I came... <laughs> I, I I made the the lonely trek down from Oregon and within within like within seconds of getting here if the sun goes down and it becomes 60 degrees I'm like <laughs> I, no I th- there's not like there's not any cooling off as it is there's yeah. no there's no period where you like suddenly gain a uh Uh, where you've you've got some residual hardiness from whatever cold state you came from. Just the second you're here, you've lost it. To be fair, though, you do have a very narrow window of temperature um, tolerance. True. (laughs) True. (laughs) If it gets over 80, it's a little warm. And if it gets under 60, it's cold. Yes. And if it gets over 80 outside, that means it's over 150 in your apartment. (laughs) So that window (laughs) is even narrower for me if I'm going to be recording it. You're right. Um, we get some uh little house cleaning to take care of here at the top of the show well your, the place looks spotless oh landed. then you you. you you can't be you can't be so hard on yourself <laughs> yes, there's a lot of books around but it just makes you look like an intellectual <laughs> oh well, hey, better an intellectual than a philistine yes um a philistino. <laughs> First up, I want to uh, plug another podcast real quick Something that I think is in line with what we've been talking about Last week we had that uh, that ripe debate about uh, locker room talk <laughs> Oh, so ripe um, There's another podcast out there called Pod Therapy mm-hmm. They were on um, our sister podcast, The oh. Fan Theory World Oh, yeah, yeah, they, uh So it, it's two guys uh, out of Vegas They're super entertaining They're two therapists who... And they're also showgirls <laughs> And they they have a wild uh, line dance. <laughs> yeah, line dance is that what the Rockets do? No, do that is that? not. That is that is a that is a chorus line, I <laughs> a believe. Right, right. 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 Well, it's certainly not a line dance. <laughs> a line dance is uh, is more of a southwestern deal. <laughs> That's true. I guess they haven't ever made a musical off of line dancing. Uh, but they have, a chorus line. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, they probably have made a musical about line dancing. It's just played in a lot of regional theaters around uh, <laughs> Dallas and such. True. I well, Oklahoma is actually the musical about line dancing. So they, they're they out of Vegas. It's two, uh, two therapists that have different specialties, and they are just the most entertaining um, and fact-based uh, therapy podcast out there, and they bring different true. topics to the table, and they uh, answer user questions. It's it's just a really great podcast to get into. But they had an episode, um, episode number 55, where they brought out this report on masculinity. Oh, that's a subject that we talk about sometimes, <laughs> <It is>. occasionally, <laughs> on Rare Moments. Um, but this uh, masculinity report was uh, something that was released recently. And it was met with a bit of controversy over whether or not it was a reaction to the Me Too movements and um trying to feminize masculinity that's kind of met with this like it's it's trying to tear down the tough guy masculinity so much that it's trying to quote unquote feminize masculinity like that... we, we need to soften masculinity in order for it to be healthy and would that be a bad thing if we did that would be a... would be bad about <laughs> that? overall no but i i think that it's saying that it's not the answer to just feminize one of the the i mean go listen to the episode it's fantastic they they deal with uh, topics like uh alternate forms of masculinity I don't know why I always burp on air, and then you because have you, to edit. It, it's, because it's your, it's your, it's your ingrained masculinity. <laughs> like, and I always try to like, feminize you, <laughs> just, just scratching and burping, just trying to clot my oh, out by any means necessary. We need to stop eating before we record. No, <laughs> I will quit the podcast before it's, we start. We stop eating. We kimchi need it as right a forward. carrot after the podcast to finish. Ah, man, on I don't time. Know. I need the strength to get through it. It's not easy being this funny. <laughs> they also. Um, Uh, cover stuff like, uh, a challenge to male power, Mm -hmm. uh, more power. (laughs) Uh, and... Is that you burping that? Is that the the demon inside you coming (laughs) out? Yes. And, uh, male privilege to kind of deter sexism, that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Anyway, it's, it's a fantastic episode. Episode number 55. I mean, you should listen to the whole show, but that particular episode had a lot of relevant stuff to what we talk about on here. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, I just wanted to plug that real quick. And also it's a uh it's a therapy-based show that is entirely uh audio, almost like a radio show. Yeah, that's right, folks. It's kinda like listening to Fraser's show. <laughs> so if Frasier th- and Niles had a show together. That is actually something that happens in an early episode of Frasier, it does not go well. Triman. <laughs> I know. You have you been You <laughs> haven't been. This goes into our second uh, topic for um, discussion here. You son of a bitch. Have I have been... a surprise for you. What what have you been doing? I, well, I think I can kind of guess, but tell the audience. <laughs> I have started watching Frasier. Oh, Landon, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> oh my gosh, Landon. Uh, and here, here's why I bring it up. Yeah. Well, I bring it up because you brought it up, but I'm rolling with it because um, on our Patreon... We hit our first goal really quickly, and we promised that we would do a special episode for you guys. Yes. yes. One month later, <laughs> we put it out to all of our patrons uh, getting the suggestions, and they were all really fantastic suggestions that we're going to try to incorporate into the show one way or another over the course of time. But uh, for feasibility, we chose uh, as our bonus episode to cover Frasier. Yes, we did. <laughs> but by which... When he says we chose, he kind of put that out there as an option, and I started smacking the table at our burrito place, going, yes! Yes! I'll have what she's having. Um, I'm listening! <laughs> so, um, here's what I'm proposing to Truman for the first time on air, oh. so you get to, you get to be privy to this. It's like we're on the kiss cam right now, you're down on one knee. <laughs> our bonus episode that we can continue to do follow-ups to is why don't we do the first season of Frasier for our bonus episode uh for Patreon listeners oh so we just talk about the the entire first season yeah we just cover the whole thing as opposed to picking out cherry picking throughout the whole series we pick out or we just do um our season one hits and then once I finish season two we can come back and do that Okay, that sounds great. I'm gonna have to. It's been a while since I've watched the first season. I'll have to go back and review some of them. But uh, I'm uh, look man, anything. Yeah. Anything Fraser oriented. You got me. I gotta I'm, be honest. I am brimming to talk about it. Oh, so God. Uh, I'm, I, I'm so excited. I have so many thoughts I want to share with you. That's great. Um, and not to lord this over our non-Patreon listeners, but uh, if you want access to. <laughs> Oh, you're, God, a then... cr- you're a cruel, cruel <laughs> drug dealer. Uh, like, oh, doesn't it sound so good? That nice Frasier heroin? Little, little taste, get you hooked, and then, uh, mm. you know, really fuck you over. Um, you can uh, sign up for our Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash gruntworkpod. Any tier will get you access to our supplemental show, which is Gruntwork Nights, Nights, um, as well as these bonus episodes. So yeah. if you want to be a part of it you want access to that, um, which I feel like is a long time coming... Us covering Frazier, True I I mean (laughs) this has been An unofficial Frasier podcast And kind of an unofficial Cheers podcast For a while Like you get that I think I referred to it As a Frasier contact high In an earlier season (laughs) Exactly But now it'll be A full on Frasier high That you might overdose off of Yeah that's right Um, So that again Is patreon.com Slash gruntworkpod And um, This is exciting I'm very excited This is me clapping My hands together In a a, a, a very Seal like fashion Yes Just like the Popular singer (laughs) This uh, this the, talking about Frasier is like a kiss from a rose. <laughs> oh, and like a kiss from a rose, we watched an episode of Home Improvement this week. You know, we did. I lobbied hard for Muppet Babies, and you <laughs> told me that we were going to, and 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 we you pushed play, and did we hear the Muppet yeah. Babies theme song? No, we did no, not. No, we did not. We saw the Grunt Creep instead, and that's when I knew I had been lied to. <laughs> <laughs> um but i have a synopsis for you if you'd like to hear it you know what give it to me give me this synopsis i'm gonna preface this by saying i could have made it longer i didn't i feel like it didn't need it nice and concise and, and short Th- that's what he said but go ahead <laughs> <laughs> uh okay here we go when al calls out sick from tool time tim agrees to let brad come on as his assistant for an episode this however induces some jealousy from randy who begins to show signs of being left out of tim's attentions you know something I've noticed—they're not really doing B plots this season. There's like B plots, <laughs> they're Fuck not. Em. But I really enjoy I, I've, the the attention they're paying to the the top plot. I, yeah, I, it's like you. That's a technical the term. To, the, the top plot. What's the top plot. <laughs> that's you're... that's when we really have an overpopulation problem, and they start doubling up duplexes of uh, graves. <laughs> oh God, that's like uh, that, that's that's basically Soylent Green part two. <laughs> yeah, I top have plots. the six foot plot, the five foot plot, the four foot plot. Uh, Well, this, uh, yeah, I I would agree with you, but I would also say I don't feel like, honestly, if you're doing a good enough job with your A plot, I don't really need an additional plot. Agreed. the TV series Workaholics, at least the first season, which I've praised before, is yeah. some of the funniest stuff I'd seen on TV. I disagree, but I, I respect your th- opinion. That fir- I mean, look, it's not, look, it's no, it's no Frasier, it's no first five <laughs> seasons of Cheers, it's, uh, but, but it's no Mystery Science Theater yeah. 3000 seasons 8 through 10. But, but it's, <laughs> the point is, those those first 10 episodes, they, all, they pretty much never had B-plots, it was just yeah. we're gonna have a really crazy, intricate A-plot that goes all over the place. Right, and right. I feel like Home Improvement now is finally doing that more, they're like, we don't need to retreat to tool time for a bunch of completely unrelated segments with right. uh, boxers or astronauts. <laughs> uh, that's, that's true. And I, I think that it's stronger for it. Yeah, I, I would agree. It has given the show more power. And well, what did you think of this episode? Speaking of things being stronger? Um, I I think just like last week, it it picked its topic and explored it in every conceivable way uh, between every dynamic of characters, uh, there. I had a specific note at one point um, where I was like, "Okay, they're clearly focusing on Tim and Randy and Tim and Brad's relationship." Yeah. But I want to see that final moment between Randy and Brad. Yeah. I want to see them come to uh, fruition with this plot, and they, you know, yeah. it, it's not really resolved, but yeah. at least they put something there. They, at least they tried. Yeah. They, be for effort on that one. They uh, recognized that it was something that needed to be displayed on some level. The episode didn't just stop, it ended. It was like they kind of planned out ahead of time, (laughs) like knowing how many pages they had to work with. It's true. Yeah. (laughs) This is very classical. It's like an aria now. Guess that title. Oh, okay, well, brought to you by Tara Lee. Ah, oh, thank you, Tara, for bringing us such an emotional mash theme sounding. <laughs> t- I keep crediting whoever sponsored the segment for the music that you played, as though you look at their, is, their Facebook. They page write it. Oh, really? Yeah. They do. Wow. They do. They just did they actually write up the lyrics too. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's well. I those lyrics inspired me <laughs> with these titles. Um... I'm also just tempted every time now to throw out what you're talking about, Jillis, based on the <laughs> huge reaction it's gotten. <laughs> the, the fan favorite. Uh, okay. First option. Ribbling Sivalry. Okay. Yeah. Huh? Ribbling Sivalry. Yes. Just a, a flipping of the... Flipping of the letters, because okay. that's a thing that, you know, we'll get into it, but okay. it happens. Oh, that's right. Got uh, it. Heidi tension. Like, Heidi uh-huh. tension. I like that. Um a little Mel Brooks action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh... Well, or like that, oh, that that's French, that, that yeah, that French horror movie, and then the uh, remake of it. Yeah. Uh, hot Th- tension. I don't think there is a remake of that yet. There isn't. No oh, high tension. Whatever. Uh, you would know better than me. I just read the <laughs> Wikipedia page. Uh, broadcast blues. Ooh, okay. Yeah, thank you, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, person of interests. I, I because <laughs> interests are a thing oh and I've okay so, i've All sold a right. sponsorship to the cbs show person of interest at least i think it's on cbs i have no you think it's on anymore is it it just seems like a show that would be like i don't i don't know how many i don't know how many um ncis yeah. are on the air right now either isn't but... that the one that had michael emerson from lost <laughs> yeah i don't know it's on network so, tv it's bro. got a general title that sounds like any kind of detective show yeah basically (laughs) that i mean look jag could still be on for all i know yeah uh and finally uh randy in the middle (laughs) okay yeah another Another, show on uh, another channel that is not on the air anymore to the best of my knowledge (laughs) whatever the hell frankie muniz is doing now uh none of those oh man that are the correct answer well i can't say i'm surprised i'm not either what is the correct answer um is it gonna make me mad I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna say with a straight face. It's so straight, so I'm not gonna give it, Give my opinion okay. away. Okay. Failing at the straight face. <laughs> I know. I got a bad uh, for, poker for, face. For the, for the folks at home, he's he's smiling right now. I'm just gonna cover my face. Okay. This is also weird. You're like Wilson right now. <laughs> Quibbling siblings. <laughs> okay uh is there a grade higher than an a because that's really good i'm that that is the kind of shit that i would have thought of if i had wanted to take another like 15 minutes to really hammer this one out quibbling siblings yeah okay listen never never say that i am too hard on the writers of this show or that i just poo poo everything they come up with because that is a great that is a really great title quibbling Uh, siblings yeah this is uh directed again by andy katif um, and written by Paul Wolf, he only wrote one other episode, and this is the last one that he's written. So we we've seen the entirety of <laughs> Paul Wolf's uh, epigraphy. What would you call uh, his o- o- ouvre? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he did Dream on the the dream episode <laughs> where uh, Eileen had a dream about Tim and Oh yeah, bike shorts. Yeah, exactly. The kind okay. of problematic uh, episode from last season. Is he related to Dick Wolf? uh that's a good question i don't know does dick wolf spell his last name with two f's uh no he does not so i then seems unlikely probably not that's not like unless he <laughs> unless he ad- unless tim wolf wanted to be wanted to differentiate himself from his brother's law and order fame so he was like i don't want to lose my last name but i'm gonna stick an extra f on it to Who's- kind of throw people off Tim Wolfe. What, is this guy? Paul Wolf. Paul Wolf. Well, fuck me, but Maybe man. I, I said it wrong. I don't know. No, I definitely... Tim's I, a character on the show, so. I. Oh, is that, is that what his name is? <laughs> hey, my, my, there's things that I'm good at, which is referencing Cheers and Frasier, and there's things that I'm bad at, which is remembering the names of anyone remotely associated, fictional or real, with the <laughs> Hi, TV series. Hi, my name's Landon Solano. Hey, hey, I think my name is Truman, but I'm really not sure. Um, we actually shook hands over the mics, guys. You didn't see it. That was just for us. That's to get us more in the zone. Uh, do we want to... Do we want to like just just put on our our uh, crab digging boots and wade Ooh. into the mud of the Puget Sound to dig up some crabs? I like, yes, we we've gotten away from cemeteries and we're doing another location dig. Yeah, I like that. I, of course, it is. It does involve eating animals, so we can find you some like imitation crab that they do it like a Japanese restaurant. Well, I'll just throw all of them back that I catch. Oh, okay, that's good. Okay, maximum honor. <laughs> Great idea. Uh, we open um in a w- weird fashion. With Yeah a a drawstring dangling from the void and a creepy little scaffolding hand reaching up to pull the scene down. Yeah, well I mean the the Grunt Creep pulls itself up onto onto this into this black void and stands there and then yeah, yanks down it basically yanks the world into our view. <laughs> it's like it's like I, I can't I can't think of any one specific like what is it a Midsummer Night's Dream or something that starts where there's like some sprightly character coming out and like describing the world. To it's as though the gods are creating the tableau upon which it's kind of like those like uh nineteen sixty almost like uh, Disney did it a lot the live action stuff where they open with a, a big fantasy leather bound yes, book and they yes. open it up and like flip through the pages until they start and you go into the book to start your story in fair Tramic where we lay our scene uh but yeah so basically the, the grunt creep you know just sort of just com- comes up into frame looks us in the eye and then yanks down the beginning of the episode like an yeah. overhead projector in eighth grade spanish now here's the thing Uh, I'm going to give you a Landon Solano patented foreshadowing for this episode. (laughs) Great. You patented the concept of foreshadowing? How, man? That is the ultimate patent trolling. Uh, I know. I'm pretty sure that was, I think the the literary concept of foreshadowing existed before you. Uh, no one's claimed it, though. I'm the first to put an American flag on it, so... That's that's great. Well, you own... put the Landon flag... You put the Gruntwork flag on it. <laughs> uh, this is not the only appearance of the Grunt Creep in this episode. Oh, uh, yeah. That's... And I have thoughts when we get to the second one. Uh, ideas of how this character is expanding and what he could possibly mean. That That's great. I, I have thoughts, too, and they're mainly, Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. <laughs> anyway, the Grunt Creep pulls the scene in, and um, where we are is tool time on specifically gadget corner gadget corner oh wait that's not brought to you by anyone uh yeah they're showing off some gadgets the first one is a device that you put in your ear that somehow senses i guess your brain waves when you've fallen asleep and then it I buzzes to wake you back feel up like this was a real thing um i i seem to remember something like this when i was growing up and we took road trips Really, uh, I'm. I may be confusing it with the sound that those fuzz buzzers made whenever you got close to the cops. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, that would just the radar detectors? Yeah, it, it is easier to build a machine that detects a radar than one that is just somehow able to sense that you've fallen asleep. I don't know with like haptics and stuff. I bet they could sense more. Yeah, maybe not 90, in the nineties. Ninety-four. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, but also shrinking yourself down to four inches tall and running around inside an engine <laughs> didn't seem. <laughs> Plausible, but right. again the Well and this also be honest, nineties technology, while it may have existed, might not have existed very well. Yeah, true. <laughs> true. I, I mean... can even those fuzz buzzers were you know, accurate half the time. Most of the time you're picking up security systems from nearby businesses that you're driving by. Yeah, and look, it was amazing that they were able to clone dinosaurs, but then a whole bunch of people <laughs> died. So it's not, you know, just because, just because they've done something unimaginable and uh, played God doesn't yeah. mean that it's going to go well. So... Anyway, so I I don't think this is a real thing. You think it is a real thing. I'm just curious if it was. I think it's a shitty thing. (laughs) I mean, I (laughs) understand. To to have a consistent buzzing in your ear? Yeah, that doesn't sound fun. I mean, I I appreciate the, the cause of not letting you fall asleep when you're driving, but they sell big gulps and coffee and shit at gas stations for this specific purpose. Yeah. I I don't know. Uh, so, <laughs> Tim is demonstrating how it works. It's great also if your mother-in-law is talking to you for too long and he keeps yeah. pretending to nod off. It makes this loud buzzing noise. Al wants to get a gun on with the show. There's other gadgets to show, but uh, Tim keeps making the buzzing sound with it. So, he yanks it off, turns it off, puts it in his pocket. Oh, it keeps buzzing, now. Yeah. Oh, a little Kloss joke. Uh, Kloss? Close, Klaus. I can't. I can't I pronounce my vowel. Vowel. I, oh God. Yeah, you can't even pronounce the word vowels, much <laughs> less your own vowels. The very concept of vowels has escaped you, uh, Landon. You need to move your vowels. I'm sorry, everyone. Uh, so, uh, you know, long story short, Al stomps on the thing. Yeah. Um, but then we get to the main event, which is the Binford boot dryer. Well, before we get to that though, the, the joke there, there's a quick joke and then a cutaway to the audience and we see a guy in, uh, one of the middle rows uh, uh, toward the aisle. He's wearing, um, an Al Pal shirt. Yeah. It's but here's the, here's the thing. We got confused and not confused. We didn't see the entire name of the club. It's Al's with an apostrophe S. Al's Pals. Oh, it's not the Al Pals, it's Al's Pals. Yeah, exactly. Well, do you think the Al Pals are the club, but then Al's Pals are actual personal friends of the Al who made t-shirts because of how excited they are? Uh, Yes, I do. Uh, it's just canon it's just like the it, there's there's two tiers you can be an Al pal or you can be one of Al's pals and that's when you tri- <laughs> and the Al's pals get special privileges they, they, you know they get to they get to haze the Al pals the Al pals have to bring them food and, yeah. and you know uh let them take their wives out on dates and such <laughs> if that's the case it sounds like there'd be more than two tiers uh just a, a waterfall of, tiers. of tears yeah. yeah it's definitely i mean you have to you know people's passion for Al takes them to strange places yes um So, but then the second segment that they're doing with the Gadget Corner is that uh, they are showing off uh, the Benford Boot Dryer. Yep. I don't know if it was a 6100 or not, but Tim basically, you know, in Tim fashion, uh, gave this thing more power so that it dries boots faster. And he's spent two days soaking a pair of Al's Dress Work Boots, much to Al's chagrin. Point of order. (laughs) Um, They're actually Al's Boots Monster. The question I have is, why do you need to soak boots for two days? I mean, there's a certain maximum absorbency of material that, you know, if it hits maximum absorbency in an hour— it's not going to be any wetter in two days than it is in an hour, Landon. It's not. It's not about absorbency. It's about showbiz. It's about. It's about spectacle. Like it, you know, any Billy Mays commercial. Like you're, you're never going to dump an entire bottle of red wine onto your completely pristine white carpet. It's just to show how great OxyClean is at okay. getting it out. Like you have to create the absolute worst case scenario. There can be no doubt in the audience's but mind. It's still not worse that if they're wet for two days. If they're wet for an hour or ten minutes. Yeah. Look, I mean, do you think Tool Time's audience is go- going through these mental gymnastics to think about absorbency <laughs> no, rates of, of a No, of course not. Foods? That's why they don't have a podcast to, dis- <laughs> to break it open and ask these questions. If Tool Time existed now, there would be a Chris Hardwick type after the Tools <laughs> program. Tool the- Time. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Tool Talk. Tool Talk. Any show that Chris Hardwick on is Tool Talk, let's be honest. <laughs> um especially if they're talking about the band tool uh so <laughs> anyway they pu- he takes the boots out he mm-hmm. puts them on the boot dryer which is like two chimney type things yeah and uh you know tim says it'll have them have them dried in in 1 minute and al says no it has to be on there overnight and tim goes nope i souped it up with more power classic tim move like yep. literally the, it, like the, quite honestly this is a classic tim move he does it every episode <laughs> He turns it on and uh, of course his boots start to smoke as if they're on fire and then he makes a joke, "Hey, your boots are on fire, you better put them back in the the your boots. <laughs> the your boots. Your boots are on fire." <laughs> right? <laughs> That's <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he takes yeah, so they catch fire. And then he's like, "Oh, you better go put them in the water again." and He puts them in the water and he's like, "Oh, they're they're wet again. You better bring them back to the boot thing." It's just a bunch of back and forth. Um what I'm really excited about to go into. Oh, Jesus Christ. I can tell. I can tell already. I don't think you can. Because uh, if you do, if you could tell, you'd be excited. Is this about Fraser in some way? Not quite. <laughs> Corn Oh, wow. We're getting all our corners out of the way early. I know. Well, Al doesn't appear in the rest of this episode. I suppose we have to hit it now, yeah. Uh, This is brought to you by our good friend, John Smith. Thank you, John. Um, This is a follow-up to last week. Oh, even better. Last week, we uh, discovered that um, in addition to being a building manager... Oh, yes. He was a... uh, Caterer at a Jewish synagogue out here before making it big in Hollywood. As opposed to all those Catholic synagogues and Baha'i synagogues. So this is what we posed to him on Twitter. This is the question. Wikipedia says, this is quote, quote, Wikipedia says that you used to cater Jewish synagogues before making it big in Hollywood. If true, could you please expand on that? Did you cook or serve? Oh, thank you for, thank you for really asking the hard hitting questions. (laughs) And his response was, uh, I was an apartment manager and I worked at Stephen Wise as a server at all of their functions. Stephen Wise? It's up on Mulholland Drive. <gasps> Ooh. Yeah. That's a pretty classy place to have a synagogue. I know. I looked it up, and uh, the images of the inside are like are pretty swanky. So, so it, is a, it is a synagogue. Yes. yes. It's a swanky-gog. <laughs> um, well, okay, so he served. He didn't cook. Yeah. Uh, and is... just to quote him uh, completely accurately, he ended with a uh, sunglass emoticon. You know, he is... He, he, in the past, has favored the nerd glasses emoticon when he's talking about <laughs> his love of the theater. But, yeah. uh, but I mean, I guess reflective of how what a trendy area Mulholland Drive is, uh, <laughs> better with with sunglasses. Yeah. God, this is great. I, I, if nothing else comes of this podcast, it's the fact that we have this cool little Twitter relationship with Richard Carr. <laughs> just, just a delight. Uh, yeah, but that answers. He, he was a server. He didn't cook. Um, as we drag. <laughs> not that we. He probably could have. If he applied himself, he, he seems he, he, uh, capable of of learning uh, that sort of stuff. In a way, it's worse now that we know. Before, it was Schrodinger's Carn, and he could have both cooked <laughs> and uh, and been a handyman, and now we just know that he That's was just true. serving. And There are only 280 characters, though, on Twitter, though, so maybe he couldn't give us the whole backstory of, like, he applied to be a cook, and they were going to bring him through the ranks— to make him head cook at some point, but they needed him as a server. Therefore, he was a server only during his time as a caterer before he made it big in Hollywood, which interrupted his trajectory to becoming a world-class Jewish cook. Yeah, that I'm, I mean, clarifying, I'm pretty sure Richard Karn isn't Jewish himself, but he's like he'd okay. been a cook for Jewish a, foods. A cook for, yes. Okay, I mean, that's that's one option. I, I My impression is that it's, like, if he was a gifted chef, they would have just promoted him to gifted chef because there's a lot of kind of labor <laughs> floating around in L.A. looking for a serving job. But, you know, yeah. hey, no, let's live in this fantasy. I, I, I like it. But okay, great. Don't ask him about this one, both because I want to pretend that that's what actually <laughs> happened and B, because I think we're going to weird him out if we harp too much on, on this subject. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Um, okay, so this was a, a very uh, poorly organized Carnes Corner because we come out of that... Back into tool time, and tool time ends. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, can you not control where the corners show up? They just like basically uh, t- they, take over. Exactly. It's wow. like a, a revolving door. You just have to jump in when the opportunity presents itself. Otherwise, you're going to get your arm chopped off. Wow. God. Well, now I'm now I'm not going to go through revolving doors anymore. I didn't realize that was a risk. Uh, so we get a, a stream steam transition. Yes. All the the boot things yes. into the theme song. Yes. And, uh, God, I mean, what can I say? Tim falls off the roof of the house. Jill has to put the laundry in and runs to pick him up with a wheelbarrow. The boys are in a <laughs> yeah. video game. I'm going to uh, do a correction and omission on myself. Yeah. I said that Brad wasn't in the video game. Well, son of a bitch, Brad's in the video game. Brad's in the video game. Now, where I got confused is uh, the order it goes is Randy, Brad, Mark. I thought... Okay, so Randy pops up, and then all of a sudden he runs from the thing into the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's in the video game runs. And then Brad pops up, you know, name it under the screen. And then he runs uh, kind of out the same door that Randy came in. And I thought that that was Mark, that it was an intro to Mark and his title. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It was it was Brad in the game. Uh, so I, I fucked up, and <laughs> I planned to do my penance. Is that self-flagellation yep. or just printing, or printing, or attraction, or, or both? I, I mean, you answered so quickly; you didn't give me any other option. Self-flagellation. I'm attaching these little Hot Wheels uh, to a little whip. I'm going to just smack them on my back. The, our, uh, man, season four, has gotten us into a very kinky place with this, uh, <laughs> with with this podcast. But hey, man, I mean, again, it's yep. journalistic integrity is journalistic integrity. Uh, okay. So we come out of the theme and we're in the kitchen where Tim is doing some Benihana skills with some spices over a chicken, trying to trying to take notes on. Like I recognized immediately what he was doing, and I I spent so long trying to remember the name of the Japanese teppanyaki <laughs> restaurant that he's clearly <laughs> referencing, uh-huh. and you know because he's flipping he's flipping the the spices around or whatever and shaking them on the thing, clicking them together, tapping them against the uh, the uh counter mm-hmm. and then i'm just like what is it what's the restaurant? what's the restaurant?" and then jill walks in and says ah timmy hana and i'm like "Betty hana <laughs> uh do you want to know a secret What what is the secret i didn't know what it was either you did <laughs> <laughs> i wrote mongolian barbecue no oh, no man that's like that's when they grow on the big <laughs> oh i know, grill. I, I, you, know I, I, you just but... couldn't remember no nah, it's too bad we've even <laughs> been to well okay, korean barbecue yeah korea well I guess Korean barbecue does that too. Yeah. Uh but only but only one place do they flip the uh, things around and make a little volcano out of <laughs> onions and uh form the rice patty into a heart and make it beat with the uh uh spatula. I've been to some Benihana's. <laughs> in my sounds life. like it, yeah. That's, that's that's culture in Oregon. Um but Jill comes home, she's got her first A on a paper. I find that hard to believe. Jill's a smart cookie, and she's been in college for presumably a couple months now. She has to have gotten an A on something else. Well, Maybe this is the first paper they had. I guess, but there's other things you get graded. I mean, I guess this is a grad program. Maybe there's not that many. I don't know. Well, I took it as this is her first paper that got an A. Okay, okay. Um, But also, you know, she could be intimidated. I mean, she's stepping into a new world as a slightly older student. um, Stepping into a field that she has some periphery knowledge of, but not a lot. I could see her, like... Not struggling, I wouldn't say a D student, but I can see her getting some Bs. I guess so. I get, and there's nothing wrong with getting a B. But she comes in, get, you know, got my first day, and Tim says, "Oh, that's great. Let's put it up on the fridge." And she <laughs> says, "No, Tim, we shouldn't. This this paper's about abnormal sexuality." And Tim goes, "Oh, then we should put it up in the bedroom." And Jill goes, "We don't need it." <laughs> she continues to say that uh, she outshined everybody in the class and really ruined the bell curve. Yeah, um, and that made me just start to go, "Well, okay." Why does Jill excel at abnormal sexuality? <laughs> maybe, maybe because she lives with a man who is repeatedly admitted to the fact that he gets sexually aroused by cars. Like that, that, maybe that she lives with a full-on Cronenberg. They have a, a crash situation going on. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, uh, they, they really get off on emotional manipulation of diverse stories. Yeah, <laughs> and and denying Academy Awards to uh, sensitive gay love stories. Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, when you when you live in a house full of hidden fuck spots, and when you have boned down on a workbench and gotten stuck to it because it was recently shellacked, I guess you know a lot about abnormal sexuality tim was really her Her tim deserves at least partial credit for that a yeah agreed it, which it's is a weird cheating. sentence <laughs> but uh, here we are this and, is where we're living and tim mentions that that he is still waiting on his first day which is you know mildly amusing um anyway uh this is uh where um the phone rings so the phone rings and um it's al on the phone yes and brad answers yes and then Brad gives it to Tim and says, uh, "You know, don't don't tie up the line. Ash is going to call me later." And Tim goes, "I own the line." <laughs> I kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, solid, solid. Tip. Tim really did not give me the vapors too much in this episode. No, this, he hasn't uh, been the season, really. Yeah, it's it's re- remarkable. Yeah. I, I don't know. Well, he did okay. Let's not say this season. He did crush his wife's car and then kind of try to blame her for it. True. Well, okay, Tim might be, but, I mean, the show is doing a good job of counterbalancing it and throwing it back in his face this season way more than last Yes, season. vastly fewer vapors, and proud we are I mean, the writers for doing that. Clearly, the locker room talk last episode would have been a deal-breaker for me, but they handled it in a really yeah. well way. Yeah, very That's well way. That's what I said. Yep. <laughs> Fraser approves. <laughs> uh, anyway, through this conversation that Tim has with Al over the phone... Um, apparently, Al's favorite bingo caller died. Yes. And he can't do tool time. He is, uh, yeah, Tim says take as much, take as much time as you need. Apparently the guy, uh, the guy's last words were B5 and G, I think I'm having a heart attack. <laughs> uh, and the worst part is that Al was, uh, one, one number away from bingo when it happened. <laughs> Although you gotta think, playing as much bingo as he does, Al probably has won bingo before. I yeah. mean, that's probably a minor setback. Or maybe, maybe there's a, like, um... A uh, short film comedy about Al Borland, who uh, goes to bingo every night of his life for years and years and years, and just has never won. Um, and that uh... are you pitching me something right now? <laughs> Maybe have <laughs> <laughs> if, if you, if you got a, some PowerPoint slides you're showing me with uh, with with? <laughs> With uh, concept images. Okay, now I see this with a budget of uh, about 40 million. Okay, wow. Wow. So it (laughs) takes a a hard sci fi turn pretty early on, doesn't it? Exactly, exactly. It's an alternate universe. Uh, Maybe we pitch this as a Black Mirror episode? Oh, okay. Well, hey, look, Black Mirror has already had home improvement on it. So the sky is the limit. it's a natural fit. Yes. Um, But uh, what's happening here? Well, what's happening? And if I if I knew uh, if I knew any uh, catchphrases from the show, what's happening? I, I would I would go with that. Uh, well, anyway, Tim is Tim is going to be short a uh, an assistant for the show, and Brad suggests, well, why don't I assist you on air while Al is out uh, mourning, you know, wearing black for a year or whatever? Yeah. Uh, and Tim says, okay, sure um and in- well he says do you think you can handle it and brad goes well i don't think it's too difficult to go Um, i don't think so tim <laughs> which brought back a mini theory that i had earlier this season that this is going to be the season like last season was um everybody in the cast grunting a lot mm-hmm. this is going to be the season where everybody says i don't think so tim they all have their their moment in the sun to say it mark <laughs> said it uh yeah. for the halloween episode true in costume as al yeah I think that that I think we're gonna hit every single character, so we're gonna put together. Uh, I don't think so, Tim. Bingo <laughs> for this season. I don't think so, Tim. Go. <laughs> so far, we're at Al, Mark, and Brad. Okay. So when when one of them hits it, like like do we have to have separate cards or something. Uh, maybe maybe but- we'll do something special if all, um, all of the main cast members, uh, say it before the end of the season. Do we all get chalupas? Uh, I don't know what it is. We'll we'll, put, we'll figure out something. But yeah, that, that's that, that could be a fun game. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We we should we should make cards. Everybody play along at home too. <laughs> <laughs> I guess make your own cast member bingo card. Exactly. Uh. So we get a chord transition from here, like a chord stretches across the screen, uh, and takes us to the next scene, which is in the same location yeah. where uh, uh, Randy is lying on the couch uh with some big headphones on, jamming yeah. out to some some tunes. Yeah. And uh, Tim and Brad walk in, and Tim is running Brad through the plan and the script for tomorrow's episode. So this seems like conclusive evidence that that there is at least ostensibly a plan and an outline for what's going to happen on the episodes. <laughs> so Tim really is just thwarting some plan every every time. Well, um, you know what? Now I I got to say this with a little bit of humility. It kind of sounds like what we do here. <laughs> There is a general structure. True, <laughs> true. And we do get on a lot of tangents. We just <laughs> fuck up a lot. And we, we also do that. That's fair. Although no one here has ever gone to the hospital. Not yet. Not yet, yeah. Except, I mean, short of maybe for heat stroke or heat exhaustion. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah um but what one thing that tim is very excited about is it's going to be tool man and tool son side by side together on the air and they're both very jazzed about that happening and cue the heavy metal music just blaring out the speakers what what famous licensed heavy metal song was that that was playing because it sounded definitely definitely like a song that actually existed and is not just something out of a music library what was that (laughs) Are you are you being serious? No, I'm not being. Oh, okay. I'm being Got extremely it. facetious because yeah. it's just like. Uh, you had me fooled with your dry wit. And, I uh, you know I I did, I did a little bit of a little bit of uh, acting in eighth grade. You know, <laughs> just sticks with me. What, what are you gonna do? I'm no look. I'm no Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Uh, no, you are not. Uh, I'm no. I, and uh, but I think no. I'm not even a Terran Noah Smith. But. <laughs> I am. But you could be. I, and I am better than the Andretti brothers. <laughs> Father-son. And probably four of those astronauts. <laughs> like, better as an actor. Those astronauts are bar none better human beings than I am. <laughs> they, have, they have kissed the face of God. Yes. <laughs> and, and fucked with the telescope of man. Anyway. Um, but what's interesting here is that they are continuing this thread that Randy listens to heavy metal music. I I thought that that was going to be like a a one and done thing when they were headbanging on the couch. Like, oh, that was just a a moment that they needed for the episode. But I like that they're like making that a Randy thing. Yeah, I just my only regret is that Randy didn't uh, air guitar in his leg again like he did that time. <laughs> like True. I would I would rather air guitar and like air banding be Randy's specific thing than just this one genre of music. But. Yeah, um, so I'm I'm gonna take a little tangent. Oh, okay, just um, okay. So this really is like tool time. It really is. Uh, this is going to be f- uh, a way to kind of even the playing field, mm-hmm. to to be even handed and fair. There's a calendar in the background of this kitchen. <laughs> I've never seen that reaction from... T- he literally bit his fist. There are <laughs> tooth-shaped indentations in my knuckles, but but worth it. No, Landon, do it. Do it. We're here now. We're in this place. <laughs> oh, it's smaller. It's indecipherable. I couldn't quite make out what it was. It was either vegetables. That's what she said. Or a tree. Um... So just more mysterious calendars that we got to find uh, the secrets. To. Wait, do you think they have a vegetables calendar in their house? Well, it's in the kitchen. It would make sense that it's like, and it's November. I could see it being kind of a festival or mm. festival, a, a festive, yeah. like gourd calendar. You know, <laughs> it's, it's seasonal festive gourd season, motherfucker. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, that would, that would be on brand. That would be, that would be good set dressing. I can't guarantee that it was that though. So okay. uh, just to point out. It's a calendar thing. It's not a sexy babe on a calendar thing. Okay, you you have you have a you don't have a babe fetish. You have a calendar fetish. That's <laughs> that's what we're dealing with here. That's your Cronenberg fixation. It's not cars. It's calendars. Uh, so anyway, Randy's rocking out to this heavy metal, yep. and they ask him to turn it down because they're trying to get ready and prepared for the show. Brad mentions how excited he is to hang out with Heidi, and he says with a straight face, "I'll probably get her number." <laughs> And uh, Tim Tim says, back the hormones up or something. I don't want to call the fire department in to hose you down. And then Randy, very smooth, says, no big deal for them. They're usually there anyway. <laughs> and you are fireman transition. Yeah. Transition. Transition. <laughs> transition. I like that. Thank you. you Make me a little classy. Yeah, you're like, kind of a Cajun, Cajun flavor. <laughs> so whenever I trip over my own words, I just have to put it into an accent and then I don't sound like a fuck-up. I guarantee. <laughs> um... And we cut to from the fireman uh, spraying his hose on us to uh, Mark and Randy's bedroom. Easy about the fireman spraying his hose on us. There's, again, the unauthorized porno parody of that could take us in another direction. Yeah, we go upstairs where uh, Randy comes in his room where Mark is trying to play basketball. And Randy, in a state of, uh, of, of, of high butthurt, uh, yanks the ball away from him and says, don't, don't play with my ball. Um, a lot of phrases going on here I'm sorry, I'm sorry You know, I, you're, Yeah, it's bad You infected me with your double entendres um, But he basically He, he's, he is upset that yes. uh, Tim is taking Brad on the show Tim always does everything with Brad He yeah. feels very left out um, And that is the crux of this entire scene So can I ask questions? Ask questions <laughs> That don't apply to it? Uh, yes, go ahead <laughs> What kind of galaxy brain version of chess Is Mark playing? What what with with like in the things that he's saying to no with the actual board he has I wasn't even looking at this is he playing is he playing four D chess like we thought a certain presidential candidate was <laughs> <laughs> it's it's wild it's like a uh, um, oh my god let me see if I could find it real quick it's this weird like checkered f- okay so I thought for a second it was checkers but he has um, actual chess pieces but it, it's on a sort of like diagonal. Here, let me show you. It looks like a a race flag, almost. Whoa. Oh, God. It's, like, warping. It It's, like, whoa, there's, like, a gravitational eddy in the middle that's warping <laughs> the size of it. Yeah, it's like he's playing some kind of weird action figure chess, like yeah. Harry Potter chess. It it feels like uh, a certain brand of chess if it was, uh, um, you know, a future from uh, the 80s. Yes. <laughs> was, like, chess is still going to be around, but it's going to be, like, chess... Two thousand. <laughs> I promise you, they made something like that in the eighties <laughs> or nineties, and it was ju- and it was just basically the same as chess, but the board had weird warped look to it, and all of the all of the players were like space marines and aliens and, and Yodas and shit. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so that was weird. Um, but that's all I had with that. That that's quite insightful. Well, and maybe uh, just interesting to note that he's continuing his game thing. He's True. big into games and chess. Like he, he's out. Maybe he's maybe he's the one manipulating Randy. Maybe he's Bobby Fischer. I think we made that joke before. Actually, yeah. Well, I mean, we're coming to the point. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure I've actually done Dire Straits talk singing to get us into an episode before too. So everything, we're just recycling everything. Th- this whole this whole show is that's we're very efficient. We to season two, episode thirteen. Yes, we are eating our own tail. <laughs> uh. So. Uh. No, that's I. I that's yep. that's impressive and. Mark, in talking to Randy, seems to be yeah. playing a little bit of chess in his own way there, just because he's saying, like, oh, yeah, you know, I, Dad and I do stuff together all the time. I'm sure I'll be on tool time one day, and really just kind of needling Randy, you know, who's not as interested in tools. But he's not m- doing it intentionally, though. He's just saying it very, like, oh, this is just a conversation. Oh, yeah, this is just a thing. Checkmate. He fooled you, too. Again, <laughs> maybe he's the one manipulating Randy. Maybe, maybe. he's manipulating us. Yeah. yeah. He just might not know. But... uh, I don't know. He says, I, you know, he says, I'm like, I'm sure you'll be on there eventually, Randy. And Randy says, don't hold your breath. Actually, you know what? Do hold your breath. And then cue one of the more confounding transitions we've had in a while. This episode is is rich with confounding transitions. It is redolent <laughs> with confounding transitions. So the transition here, I'm going to try to break this down for you. Do, we're, yeah. We're, in the bedroom with uh, with Randy and Mark oh, and hey, oh I'm sorry did it just happen to you well the reason I got confused well, is because true. all the boys wind up there Brad steps into frame kind of and then expands as as though as though a crude photoshop tool <laughs> has been used to swell him as though he is holding his breath uh it, it was it was weird to just See Brad step into frame all of a sudden, uh, and then obviously do some weird body transforming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, Cronenberg's. Yeah, uh, but he, yeah, he comes in and he's he's swelling as though he's holding his breath, and then the rest of the tool time uh, backstage kind of flies into space behind him. Yeah, and he is in front of the mirror practicing his lines for that day's episode. Yeah, he is prepping, and uh, Heidi comes in. Yes, and cue the the <laughs> first of many. <laughs> love- <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. That's just basically Brad for every moment he's around. It's just the noise going through his head yeah. this entire time. Yeah. And I mean, to be fair, I mean at that age at what 13 yeah. 14 and and you and then you're you're talking to someone a woman who is completely i don't want to say tarted up that's a rather uh spicy way of putting it but a, a woman in like super short shorts and a tight low cut shirt and everything like no guy but, is going to handle it well <laughs> no no boy of that age is yeah. going to handle it that well but i also don't okay let's just tell I think brad it handled been. it way better than i would have i mean for me personally <laughs> i would have just sat there silently and smiled And, uh, when they, when she told me, oh, he's so sweet. I would have just kind of melted inside, but I wouldn't have actually spoken to her, yeah, no i would have I would have had the Cliff Claven reaction where you just completely seize up and just sit there and maybe uh, go hysterically blind for those of you watching season eight right now uh wow, you're sailing through that show i well no i've been I've been watching the show for like about a year and a half, and oh, okay. I just you know I've been sailing through it more recently since I finished Red Dead Redemption two, anyway, unnecessary Truman life updates <laughs> uh so she- you know so he's. Talking to her, and basically every time he tries to say anything to her, he winds up switching the the word, the, like, he switches the letters or the words around, so he's doing, you know, uh, Pobody's Nerfect style uh, spoonerisms, I guess. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I, this is the sort of thing that, um, even if I attempt, I can't even attempt to fuck up fucking up, because I will fuck up fucking up, somehow. Whoa, that that's Inception, so he'll do it right, basically? Exactly, yeah, maybe... Yeah. Maybe that's the key to my word problem. Well, you know, well, what, well, Heidi mistakes. Uh, well, maybe she does. Maybe Heidi knows what's going on. She's probably seen a fair number of guys get tongue tied around her. But she <laughs> says, "Oh, you're nervous about going on tool time." What works for me is just picture everybody in their underwear. And he seizes up. the the um, the The way that I took this down in my notes, the the ASCII <laughs> emoji that I did was just the colon and then the straight line of just. Like that. Well, you can't really see the face. I just yeah, made, no, and I, I saw the face, and I still don't know what you mean. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll text it. I'll text it to you later, and you'll get it. Oh, great. But Brad just kind of was like, I don't <clears throat> think, I don't think that's gonna work. Yeah. <laughs> sweat just a pool just appears at his feet of sweat. G- key and peeled sweating <laughs> dot gif. Yeah, right. Uh, and then Heidi walks away, and then Tim comes over and sees how anxious uh, Brad is, and says, oh, "Nervous about the show? Just do what I do. Picture everybody naked." <laughs> Which, has that ever worked for anybody? I don't know. I don't know how that's supposed to help. I really... As someone who who did, like, public speaking in high yeah. school, like, picturing people in their underwear doesn't do shit. I just... I find it distracting from what I'm trying to do. Yeah, exactly. It's like, takes- I have to take so much mental power to picture you naked that I, I, I don't have the mental capacity to multitask that way. And also, I don't necessarily want to picture like like unless unless you're speaking to an extremely attractive audience well, that's I don't the, want to go to that I effort. think that's the whole point is you're picturing them in a less than flattering way or you're you're putting yourself in a power position that they're not in because they're more vulnerable than you I think that's the theory behind it oh, I just a don't a think theory. it's in actuality it works very well I just has not like, for me it seems like a waste of brain power uh, but yeah. I don't know, that's But just, if you ask me. me to picture somebody naked while I'm working uh, I will clearly just Stop working to picture somebody naked. You, for a while. Because because don't don't half-ass two things, whole-ass one thing. In <laughs> in which case, picturing someone's whole ass completely <laughs> naked. Anyway, <laughs> yes. uh, so uh, they go out there. Uh, well, Tim goes out there, uh, introduced by Heidi. Y- you've seen the show before. You get how it works. Oh, is that how that goes? Yeah, okay. yeah. that's that's the order of operations. And he announces that, uh, well, good news, everybody. Al's not here today. This is my favorite. I, this is, I can tell, already going to be my favorite moment of the season. No, well, it's, it, it was pretty good. <laughs> the crowd goes, ah, and then we get a shot of the audience. Just one guy in this, like, nice little sweater uh just stands up <laughs> he looks like he was cradling a book right before he got on set just like stands up he's al's not there and he just puts his head down and charlie brown walks his way da, 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 through the da, aisle da, da. it w- it was great it was very very funny <laughs> god it still makes me laugh and tim yells at him hey get back in your seat uh and he does um but then actually there's another <laughs> there's another really great audience moment um, that I don't think was meant for air. Um, because then once Tim goes, Well, Elle's not here, but what we do have today is my son, uh Brad the the tool man tailor. Everyone says hi to Brad. Brad comes out and says, Hi everybody, and then like the camera stays on Tim Tim and Brad, but we just hear the faintest kind of like, hi. <laughs> like, like four people in the home improvement studio audience didn't know what to do yeah. and weren't cued by a proof, but just kind of said hi. Here's my theory. <laughs> Does it need a theory? It's it does. It's kind of beautiful, and it's okay. It does. Well, I mean, it doesn't, but, uh, but it does, that's why but we're here. Come on, go. Um, later in the scene, we see we go back to the audience, and we see a kid in the front row. And you, oh, you yeah, ask, yeah, like, I, I, why? Yeah. Why is there a kid in the front row? Yeah. Uh, which does seem weird for for a tool time show. My theory, and I can't obviously prove this, is that that's some relative of Zachary Ty Bryan that uh, got so caught up in the moment of say hi to Brad, he actually. Audibly said hi, uh, because he's not an actual extra. Uh, yeah, or I guess they aren't extras. They are the tool time audience, but or the home improvement audience. But he, he, he got he got drunk on uh, he got drunk on that Hollywood magic. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just in the moment, exactly. That's that's what I think happened there. But it was a magical, unscripted moment. It was well, it was it was truly <laughs> great. This this brought us a, we both lost our shit. It just yeah. hi everyone. hi <laughs> Just the softest little high. Um, <laughs> anyway, they uh, Tim and Brad are working on uh, cutting out intricate shapes with the Binford 6100 scroll saw, mm-hmm. which you can uh, use to put. Um, he put race cars and like a little. Uh, what do you call those bed things? B- uh, headboard. Headboard. Yeah. Um, or a coat rack. Not a rack, but you know those things you plaster to the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coat hanger coat hanger yeah put like fighter jets on it or something (laughs) sounds like something tim would do yeah um but uh what is what's brad want to make today he wants to make a heart for his girlfriend ashley and tim's not too happy about that but 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 hey you know what brad is confident like brad (laughs) is not ashamed to have love in his life so in that way brad is further ahead than his dad yeah and uh, q heidi to bring out the two blocks for them to saw and he says hey you, fighty yep yep <laughs> i only know that one because i wrote that one specifically down to say it yeah otherwise i wouldn't be able to fake it uh it was you know uh and he he then goo and then he corrects himself and says thank you heidi and she walks away and then he just stands there looking at her for a long couple seconds until tim corrects him <laughs> and i gotta be honest uh, tim dills it out uh to brad the way he does with al where I, he's like could we please yeah kind of you know honestly some respect there like it's not like you just hate al it's like even your own family gets it Like, you know okay fine tim at least you're consistent and then uh brad starts to give a few tips and pointers about what they're doing for the day brad wasn't bad as a host brad is really good on set the guy the like the kid like yes he is a complete wreck around heidi but when he is (laughs) uh when he's not dealing with with those hormones he's really like just charismatic and and he plays to the camera very well it's weird that he's almost an al i mean he he's a professional he doesn't go with the the jokey stuff that tim does uh he he wants to give the information and do a good job uh be a craftsman the way that al usually is yeah which is not what i would have expected from brad no not I, at all mark for sure yeah randy certainly not randy would have burned the whole set to the ground but intentionally <laughs> <laughs> uh, one other thing I want to point out. Yeah. The last episode, Tim mentions that he and Al got letters about how uh, it's dangerous to wear ties around power tools. Right. <laughs> Tim is wearing a tie around, around a tool. power tools, <laughs> so it don't matter. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, uh, Brad cuts a heart out of this block of wood, and yep. Tim is doing, like, indie 500 commentary because it's, like, the thing is a it's race making car. making a turn. It's like a... <laughs> oh, that's and then, more and then, option. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah is that how nascar works (laughs) yeah basically i think at the end of it you get to bet on the cars or the drivers i don't know uh but so he cuts out this heart Mm -hmm. and then uh that's randy's business (laughs) yeah i see what you did there that's good that's good grant work callbacks uh so he cut he cuts a heart out of the wood (laughs) and then uh and then tim decides he wants to take a crack at it and brad says uh would you don't you want to trace the outline of it first and tim goes no 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 and uh something happened something magical happened in Gruntwork studios (laughs) where tim is cutting it out and randy is doing the commentary brad is (laughs) put a dollar in the jar ah god damn it namer bursts in and corrects (laughs) me giddy up uh but uh brad is doing the commentary on it tim is carving and then he finishes carving this "quote unquote" heart. Yeah. And w- the thing that he pulls out, it's a this lumpy kind of misshapen. Uh, yeah, yeah. Supposed to be a heart. Yeah, but it looks more like uh more like a bean and Landon like an organ of some sort. Yeah. And Landon sitting on the couch says that looks like a kidney, <laughs> and then Brad says, uh, "Dad, that looks like a kidney." <laughs> <laughs> it was a, a strange moment, and I had to. Step back for a second and wonder, um, kind of as, as I mentioned. Oh, I guess I mentioned it in the Nights episode, but whether or not they were proje- predicting, uh, projecting the joke, predicting the joke. I don't know what the word I'm looking for there. Is, well, they either projected the joke, they into your mind, or, or you predicted their joke, or if it was tapping into my memory of seeing this as a kid and like, oh, that's the joke they're going to end on. So many different, or you're just a funny guy and you know what kidneys look like. <laughs> I thought, honestly, it w- I would have been more impressed if he carved the outline of an actual biological heart and what it looks like. <laughs> yeah. That would have taken some real skills. Yes. Complete with, like, etchings of veins in it and yeah. stuff. Gross, but cool. <laughs> um. Anyway, we go back home. Nope. Oh. Nope. No. Oh. Nope. no nope. No? Nope. No. No. We do nope. go back home, we but we end on a pretty great line. Oh, Tim okay. explains, a heart means I love you, but a kidney means I gotta go. And then uh, <laughs> Brad goes, and that means we have to go to commercial. Stay tuned for some great... Products from Binford. Transition. <laughs> did we get a transition there? I don't think we did. Uh, I think they just did that thing where they, like, fling different parts of the Oh, the sea. C- okay, the, got they, it. Yeah. yeah. You know, th- those happen so often now they don't yeah. even bear discussion. Yeah. The, uh, maybe we should come up with a title for that. Like a, a mosaic transition. Yeah. Something like that. We'll call <laughs> it a mosaic transition for now and okay. think of one later or most likely not. Uh, <laughs> but then we come home. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes, we do. Yeah. Bow Bow. Uh, <laughs> where, oh, this is what the transition was. So it oh, cuts yeah. to a shot of a darkened void where the television in the living room should be. Like on the entertainment center. Yeah. Um, But there's not a television there. No. What's hiding in the shadows of what should be the television is the Grunt Creep. Just like, just like waiting like just like it's it's not you have to be looking if you 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 have. You either have to know it's there, or you have to be very actively watching the TV series just, Home Improvement. He like is only hiding VR. in the shadows. It's so weird. It's it's like if you if you you know if you've watched the movie Aliens a bunch of times, <laughs> and then in that scene where they're in where the the Marines first encounter the aliens, you know where to look to like see them coming out of the walls. Yeah, right. It was like that. It's, it's oh god, it's just hiding. Yeah, it wasn't moving. It was just sitting, watching silently. The first evidence that the Grunt Creep. Just hangs out around the house when the episode is going on after his initial appearance. So, questions. So many questions. What is his relationship to the darkness? <laughs> I mean, he was born in the darkness. Uh, he's, he's part of the darkness. Does this, he's in love with the darkness. This is kind of a, he a... eats the darkness. Wider question than I anticipated, but... Is this giving us insight into the void? Is the void literally just the absence of light and does the grunt creep travel by darkness what we do in the shadows is be the grunt creep basically (laughs) yeah because if he comes out of the oil can on the tool time set uh that seems to make sense i feel like way i you know it also kind of makes sense the void is the space behind the tv that you know like the space behind the entertainment center nobody goes back there that's a good place for the grunt creep to hide black mirror (laughs) exactly yes (laughs) Wow, that's very true. Um, it's just, this I mean, unexpected seeing yeah. this guy again. Well, so then here's my second question. Um, this one I feel like is a little paper thin, so just run with it. But um, we see the Grunt Creep on Tool Time with mm-hmm. are cameras, and it's a TV show. Yes. We now have seen the Grunt Creep um, behind the TV here. But we've Does never it... seen the Grunt Creep? in a courtroom (laughs) this fall on cbs for the people who brought you jag it's grunt law (laughs) i'm sorry i cut you off uh that was way better that was worth it um i guess my question is like what is his relationship with with tv and electronics and screens and stuff like that because he short of being on a tv show coming uh to the beginning of this episode he is in the void and pulls the the show to us The Grunt Creep is the A.V. Club. He's like a Rod Serling, almost. (laughs) He's the one presenting home improvement to us. Picture, if you will, a home. In need of improvement (laughs) lights up a, I guess, cigarette made out of the title of another show. (laughs) Tim is your typical tool man, a tool man constantly seeking more power to add to things. But what happens when power is added to him? (laughs) There's no tool more powerful than the one that we use to assemble the Twilight Zone. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, <laughs> oh, God, that hurts my throat doing that. <laughs> I don't think we can top that. So let's just continue with the scene um, where Brad, uh, Tim, and Jill are on the couch I guess Mark is there as well, and Randy's scathing in the background, watching the episode at full time. Randy is, Randy, the the meme that I would use to describe Randy's emotions and placement in the room is the one where it's like the picture of George Clooney halfway looking over the hill and the Descendants. The, yeah, I just soon. <laughs> he's just he's he's sulking so yeah. hard you can taste it. Everyone is on the couch and Mark's in the chair watching the screen, and Randy is watching Brad. Yes. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, you know they're just wa- they're watching the show, and everyone yeah. is very supportive of Brad, and then including Mark. Mark has a very supportive line as he he says it and walks out of the room. And I just think he's such a nice little gentleman. I mean, is it surprising? He's usually not you know, like he doesn't really seem to have a mean bone or a smart bone in his body. <laughs> I think he's smarter than you give him credit for. He plays chess for God's sake. I was ju- I was just saying that maybe <laughs> he's manipulating Randy. You're right. It's cruel of me to still go after him for his for his brains. Um, but, uh, so the phone rings and it's, uh, it's Ashley calling yep. and as Brad goes to pick up the phone, Randy is doing some patented Randy Razzin about, uh, <laughs> about, uh, his, um, weirdness around Ashley. Like, yeah, it's like, also oh, Randy Razzin sounds like a, a Gushers, uh, <laughs> fruit drink. <laughs> from the 90s or or like one of the california raisins or something <laughs> or maybe a garbage pail kid actually <laughs> that would be that would be the one that would definitely be it um also when when they're on tv on on the like sign off that that brad does it's something like it's like neat neat you, you sex time <laughs> i mean see you next time uh yes. because he's standing next to heidi yes. at the time he just needs more chill is all I'm saying like Heidi's been there for a year and a half at this point you've yeah. clearly met her like company she's been in the house for Halloween I don't think you even experienced chill until sixteen and even then I mean that's and if even you're then lucky. I mean that's just the that's the first uh time you get even the concept of chill like you understand that it's a thing you don't have it yet but at least it enters your purview my my goal is to is to experience actually being chill one time by the time I'm 45 and i think that's realistic <laughs> Well, I don't know. I'm 36 and I haven't quite hit it yet. So. You know, the, the only chill I'm going to feel tonight is walking home from your place <laughs> That's in this 46 degree super freeze. It's now 45. Oh my God, dude. I mean, I, I might die. <laughs> uh, So anyway, so he gives him some shit and then he's on the phone with Ashley and then Randy is continuing to be like, like, ooh, but he's in love with Heidi. Brad and Heidi sitting in a tree doing the Bob Dylan rendition. <laughs> with no tempo um but this is this causes Brad no end of consternation he hangs up the phone and goes running after Randy to fight him yeah Jill steps between the two of them yeah and uh is like you know what why why you got to be like that what what you talking about and uh <laughs> Uh, I don't I don't really have a whole lot of notes on how this specific conversation plays out, but they Well yeah, Jill Jill stops the two of them, says, What is what is your problem? Uh and then Randy says something about uh Bread? uh Brad. Uh she sends Brad away and then asks Randy what's going on, and uh Randy doesn't want to talk about it and makes fun of Brad saying, Oh, why don't you just give him a parade? His head's so big he could uh pass for a float. Oh god, yes. And then and then another confounding transition one from the uh the world of Fallout you know for for yeah for all my for all my fall heads out there uh for all my for all my Fallout boys and girls uh, the, there's like a cartoon version of like they took the time to design this like they, <laughs> yeah. like someone's job was to make this cartoony version of brad that floats upward as though he's a, a like a float in the macy's parade but he's wearing like a blue shirt and he's got the blonde hair he looks like vault boy uh <laughs> yeah. the, the the thumbs up happy-go-lucky Matt, i don't know why i'm Doing thumbs up. I don't know, you, I always you know, enjoy but, yeah. a thumbs up though. So but, uh, well, I it, got three it, in a row. Yeah, wow. I know, man. Feel feel good about you. You're I doing do. a great job hey, today. Thank yeah. you. Uh but he looks like fall, you know, he looks like Vault Boy, the the mascot of Fallout, the <laughs> bobblehead who uh, the bobblehead that four different friends gave me when it came oh, out the wow. loot crate. Uh so <laughs> I was one of them. You you were one of them. Uh I have I have a lot of Fallout bobbleheads that are actually in a box under my bed right now. Oh, okay. I, I used to display them proudly, yeah. but then I just had so many. Yeah. Um, and we go from the Brad float to, uh, the kitchen. Yeah. And I don't, I don't remember how this scene starts because my first note is Heidi is a master electrician. (laughs) Yeah. This, this really stood (laughs) out for me too. Tim and Jill are just talking about, you know, this is probably like 15 minutes later. They're trying to figure out what's going on with the boys. Oh, right. And you know, uh, they're, about what's going on and you know, something, somehow it comes, uh, you know, they're talking about, oh, Brad is just, he's just really, he's just really, you know, nervous around Heidi or something like that. Uh, or, or no, or Randy's just jealous of Brad because he gets to hang out around Heidi, and Jill, I don't know, Jill somehow dismisses that, and Tim says, well, she's a master electrician, and, and Landon and I both look at each other like, I don't remember that being a thing, and Jill just says, yeah, right. Well, he said the same thing about Lisa. Wait, Lisa was a master electrician, yeah. too? S-s- you know what, I, should I, I... Should I be single again in the future? I'm going to move to Michigan and start having electrical problems. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. They're they're doing something right in yeah. the in the trade and vocational schools. Is it like the, the is like the trade school right next to the modeling academy? And, and, uh, and tuition is considerably lower at the vocational schools. You know what it is. Yeah. Well, I I went to a modeling agency when I was uh, uh, just out of high school. I think. Yeah. Um, and it was across the street from like Everest I College was. Or, DeVry I mean, or something. It wasn't a good modeling agency. It was in like an outlet mall, and so <laughs> it was, it was very close school. to an electrician. <laughs> uh, wow. Okay. Well, then maybe that's a little a uh, little bit of uh, Michigan accuracy. Yeah. Maybe here. maybe Heidi was in the modeling class. They picked her apart so much. Maybe she wasn't quite tall enough to be uh, a model, and she walked out of that class so dejected. And then looked up and threw bleary. Teary-filled eyes oh, saw the Heidi. the glistening beacon of Hal's Electronics across the street. <laughs> the, wow, it's a, real, it's a real A Star is Born kind of moment there. <laughs> she found her true calling. Is, have you seen that movie yet? No. No. Okay, so we don't know that that's an accurate reference. Yet. No, we, we don't. Have you seen it? No. Okay, but... But it, I've seen the originals. It, it's Schrodinger's Star is Born. It could be. <laughs> I, I don't know. It could know. be. It could be. And then, and then Bradley Cooper pulls up in a limousine and says, Hey, and she turns around and says, I just wanted to see your face one more time. I don't know why. He's got a southern accent. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Would it, wouldn't it blow your mind if Bradley Cooper was a Tool Time audience member? <laughs> before the series is over like like that episode of Inside the Actor's yeah. Studio where he talks to Sean Penn uh-huh. yeah that would be pretty great i would absolutely that would be truly wonderful if oh, there was yeah. somebody famous in the in the audience on here who comes back later um so anyway tim says look the, you know you're blowing this out of proportion. It's just sibling rivalry it's a common thing and you know and i'm an expert on this cuz i had all these brothers and jill says well what causes sibling rivalry jill the yeah Jill's, well you, yeah, you skipped over a very important Timism, okay. which is, uh, you know what? I think I know just about as much psychology as you do. Oh, I didn't. Oh, I <laughs> I missed him saying that. Uh, okay, well that's okay. That's 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 ten points deducted from Tim and Dore <laughs> um, And Jill says, "Oh, really? Well, what causes sibling rivalry?" And Tim responds, "Having more than one kid," which is a couple of only children. I think that's a pretty solid prescription. <laughs> yeah, because, I, yeah. Th- that was not only a funny joke, but uh, I think is verifiably true yes i didn't have any sibling (laughs) rivalry i was fine i had undivided attention of both parents uh so jule says that you know tim is basically saying "Ah, this is just boys fighting boys fight with each other Mm. jule says randy's doing this because he's trying to get tim's attention because he took brad on the show and tim says oh that's classic freud just transferring blame to the tool show host (laughs) (laughs) which you were doubtful last episode that tim was going to read up on psychology stuff. <laughs> he knows who Sigmund Freud is and he while well, the the most famous uh, a psychologist, psychoanalysis that I'd ever existed. Yeah, but Tim isn't really good at knowing things, so this is still a step. <laughs> okay, uh, but he, yeah, true. He, he did say Freud, not fried. Yes, exactly, or frued. <laughs> and he also, uh, and he also seems to be aware that that Freud has the tendency to transfer blame to blank, fair. and he just yeah. substituted to tool show host, and he might have even been joking, <laughs> maybe. Uh, anyway. But we okay, so then this the next part of this conversation gives us some very interesting information that we, you and I have kind of speculated in the past about the relationship between Jill and Randy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because they are both middle children. Yes. And, you know, Jill explains that Brad always gets more of Tim's attention because he, not only does he like tools a whole lot, but also he's the oldest so he's going to get the first one to get a car, all mm-hmm. these things. And Jill explains that yeah, as the middle child in her family, it's always the, you get the worst of both worlds. You don't get all of the, uh, you don't get all the cool shit that the oldest gets, or all the responsibilities, and and acclaim that the oldest yeah. gets. You don't get all the attention of the of the baby. You're just stuck there yeah. with the worst. And I think what she's applying specifically to Brad and Randy is that you know Tim says, "Well, uh, you're always talking about the the what car Brad's gonna get, his first car, and you're always working on the hot rod with him." And Tim is like, "Well, yeah, well Brad's the oldest, so he's or I'm sorry, Jill is saying this. Well, Brad's the oldest, so you know." You're having the first experiences with him Mm -hmm. and leaving Randy with nothing, really. Yeah, Right? You're going through all that stuff, uh, the special moments, first with Brad, and then Randy feels second fiddle. Yeah. Uh, And then she starts going into a long-winded story about going to the zoo and never seeing the animals that she wanted to and only wanted to see the wallaby. Uh, Kind of a funny story that they they bring back for a a callback later in the episode. Yeah, she was talking, you know, when we'd go to the zoo, like, my older sister wanted to see the monkeys, and my youngest sister always wanted to see the zebras. Hey, hey, we're the monkeys. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. You know, some people say we monkey around. (laughs) Well, let's get on the last train to Clarksville uh, back on track here. Um, Listen, wake up, Sleepy (laughs) Gene. And I think that's all. I think that's all the monkeys I've got. Uh, well, I think you can think of one more. You know why? Because I'm a believer oh, in fuck. you. <laughs> I got Shreked <laughs> uh, So <laughs> here's my question. Uh, so that that's the the thrust of that scene. Um, did you notice anything strange occurring during the scene? No, it seems like entrapment. Okay, so... I'll, I'll Catherine kinda, Zeta-Jones scooching beneath the laser I'm not going to walk through the here. narrative. I'm not going to walk through the conversation they have. I'm just going to walk through the blocking that they do. Okay. They start in the kitchen, and then they make their way over to the, the fireplace. And, <laughs> and with their snifters of brandy. Jill is putting some logs in the fire. It's the middle of the day. Tim is about to go outside to rake. And uh, Jill, in the middle of this conversation about psychoanalyzing sibling rivalry, picks up a blanket... And then lies down on the couch and just lies down in the middle of the conversation and just is going to sleep in the middle of the day. I don't think she's going to sleep. I think that, look, she's recounting some, some darkness from her childhood and she wants a security <laughs> blanket. That seems, that you know. It oh, takes that much out of her? She has to lie down at 4 p.m.? One, yes. Two, she's got a hard life. People can take Fair. naps. You're right. And I have a hard, less hard life than she does and I Constantly want to lie down. <laughs> I work from home, and I spend the first half of every workday in bed under my blankets, and not just because it is bitterly, bitterly freezing cold in L.A. Uh, but, so, she, I don't know, I think, and also, she's in psychology school, maybe she knows that you get your best emotional Painful childhood memories Out when you're lying Down on a couch Hmm Interesting What Do you think that's because If you stand up too much All of your emotions Drip down to your feet Exactly So you have to like Lie down So that it goes evenly throughout your body yeah exactly exactly your, your humors have to be in balance <laughs> it's like that uh sharper image thing that al has <laughs> in his apartment of that the, water that just goes tilts back and, back and forth <laughs> yeah it's it is exactly like that man emotions are rough sigmund freud invented that oh. and, and carl Jung invented the uh the balls that bounce back and forth the the that metal was, balls oh you mean newton's cradle yes newton's cradle <laughs> carl yes. young created that yeah he did <laughs> <laughs> he named it after Isaac oh, Newton. Oh, that's very uh, and generous the book of him. Cat's Cradle by Kurt Vonnegut. <laughs> Two of his favorite things. So we get a transition of uh, leaves drizzling down. I, well, and Jill lies down on the like. Tim has heard this story about the zebras and the monkeys. They're like, yeah. oh my god, I've heard the zoo story a million times. He goes outside, and Jill with the blanket pulled up to her chin is just like, I just wanted to see the wallabies. <laughs> and then, and then these leaves transition start to fall down on her. Um... And, yeah, so he's out, he's out back uh, yeah. raking, and Randy comes through from the secret tree hole. <laughs> you know what I mean. You know the thing that I mean. Just the convenient space at the back of yeah. the corner of the yard where apparently kids can come and go. It leads to the secret garden. Yeah. Um, and oh, oh, the, probably the weirdest member of the Hamtramck televised universe. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he, he tries to ask uh, Randy, He's like, hey, you know, I was thinking, uh, why don't you come on Tool Time next week? And Randy's like, yeah, I'm not interested in that. I don't want to do that. No. Bye. <laughs> and Ice I cold. Mean, that's the extent of the conversation they have. And uh, you know, they're out back and uh they're raking and it's uh you know, daytime, it's not in the middle of the night, so I would assume that there's probably a neighbor close by. Yes. And it's the Reverend from Soul Man, Reverend Dan Aykroyd, <laughs> just just chilling in the other in the other yard. Not quite yet. We don't want to doing handsprings down the aisle. We don't want to throw our scissors off. Crystal head vodka, <laughs> causing nothing but trouble. Oh my God! Wilson is there. He asks Tim, "Have you seen my uh, fuzzy wally bear, woolly bear?" Yes, fuzzy woolly bear. And Tim says, "I sure hope not." <laughs> and it turns goes, out, well, he goes, "Is that?" uh oh he, he goes oh it's the name of a caterpillar yeah uh, that i use to determine um the seasons or the length of winter and tim, tim poses a legitimate question well, one of tim's most insightful and <laughs> meta questions is, do you want to say it yeah is it uh is that a pet or dinner <laughs> i i don't want to be pedantic but his phrasing is one question wilson pet or dinner (laughs) i mean it's very true because i think we talked about this in season like it took us a good two seasons out there before wilson is actually cooking something that is considered to be food by a normal person (laughs) yeah like he's a legit question making crickets he is roasting uh uh, leaves on his barbecue he wasn't gonna eat the leaves though was he no was he no yeah how do you know he's telling us the truth about (laughs) anything anymore i don't i don't (laughs) Uh, so Tim says that he wishes he had a caterpillar that could tell him how to fix his problems with Randy. That was so controlling. If I was Wilson, my, you would hear an audible eye roll, (laughs) which is like, oh my God, why can't you just be direct with it? Do you have to transpose everything that I'm saying into your own problem? I mean, at least it shows he was halfway listening to Wilson. Yeah, I guess, but just no regard for Wilson's interests at all. (laughs) Well, and he explains to Wilson that his problem is that he hasn't got much regard for Randy's interests either. He's just not interested in any of the things that Randy does, like listening to heavy metal or playing on his computer or reading things that don't have the word illustrated in the title. And you know what? I'm going to concede a point here. Last week, um, you know, I said uh, my problem with them venting in the locker room talk was that Tim didn't know how to express his experience inventing very well and this is an exact example of the better way to do it you know he could have easily said oh god randy's so boring Mm -hmm. i hate my son Mm -hmm. (laughs) almost like he is still reading those psychology books and learn some things from it perhaps you didn't think he was going to i didn't i didn't (gasps) truthfully i didn't really think it was gonna show as much continuity as it has (laughs) maybe we're getting bojacked yeah oh well i don't know but i i really just wanted to draw attention that he's actually examining his experience with his son here and expressing that that chasm between the two of them to wilson as something that he's concerned about yeah good for you tim yeah this is a legitimate problem to be asking some advice about good yeah this is really just really good tim being a good dad moments right um And Wilson does the thing that Wilson does, where he quotes some Chinese proverb that takes a lot of twists and turns, almost as though he chose it specifically knowing that it will befuddle Tim in the retelling. (laughs) Uh, But he basically, like, his whole advice is just try harder to be into the things that your son likes. Yeah. Which is not soups profound, (laughs) but, I mean, you know, what, what do you expect? I mean... Yeah, uh... I guess yeah, it is pretty just simple advice, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so a simple answer to a kind of complicated uh, solution, which is probably something you could take away for life. Yeah, I think so. The simpler solution is always the better one. Yeah, maybe not always. I don't know. Um, and we get oh, we have we have another grunt gate coming up, but uh, let's save <laughs> oh, that for grunt. Oh man, grunt gate is bad. <laughs> we. Uh, Cut to inside. It's, uh, yeah, not a transition. We just cut to inside where Jill's on the computer, Brad comes down to leave, and uh, he's going to go meet Ashley and some kids at the mall mm-hmm. uh, to gloat in his fame. Yeah. And Jill stops him. She says, I know you were a guest star on a low-rated cable tool show for 30 minutes, but aren't you getting a bit puffed up? <laughs> And he doesn't expand and fill out the whole scene like uh like he did previously, which seems positive. <laughs> um, but then she starts to talk to Brad about Randy and like uh gives him the comparisons, like how do you feel when Randy brings all of those A's home uh, from school? And he's like, yeah, not very good. And um, she goes, so then he asks, so Randy's jealous? And she goes, yeah, I think he is a little bit. And he goes, cool. <laughs> <laughs> and she then starts to explain About like well no Brad You see the thing is that is that Randy is the middle Child just like I was the middle Child and then You <laughs> Brad that just goes like Oh not the zoo story mom We've heard it a million times And <laughs> Walks out the front door and, and she says and she's like as he's going she's, she's just saying like We went to the zoo once a year And all I ever wanted to see was the wallabies He Tim to walk in and go Oh not the wallabies again now, now now, is the time that I have to bring this up. Okay. Your family goes to the zoo once a year. Y- you've got, like, there's nothing to say that they're, okay, like, you can see the wallabies. Like, it's not like you're going to spend three hours at the monkeys, three hours at the zebras, and then it's like, oh, shit, we just haven't got time. Like, like. <laughs> like I've been I've been to some zoos in my yeah. life the way that those trips tend to go I've ever been with other groups of children you kind of walk around and see everything like yeah maybe I wanted to spend more time at the penguins and sometimes we did but it's not like we completely would eliminate an animal like it seems almost like a like spite either for Jill or for Wallabies <laughs> that they wouldn't maybe, let her see yeah, them maybe, maybe uh, she's the Marty of uh of Marty their... <laughs> because isn't marty the one that uh tim always picked on the most as a, a kid that's why he likes him the most i think so i, I thought that he liked him the most because tim basically raised him because tim was like a dad oh, brother. Th- yeah that too but i think he picked on him the most as well i thought there was one brother he picked on a lot who he doesn't really talk to anymore no that's the one that owes him money still oh i see okay <laughs> still don't know that brother <laughs> uh not yet yeah um Anyway, that's the end of that scene. Yes. Uh, And then we go to the bedroom where Tim comes in to talk to Randy. Yes, where Randy is working on his thick laptop doing some homework. Now, uh, I am going to point out that uh, there is no creepy-ass fucking mask (laughs) in the background of the scene. Like there has been. Yeah. But there is a Stormtrooper mask from Star Wars. Okay. Sitting back there. Um, Which just makes me think, uh, clearly masks are a thing. Randy has a fascination with masks. His favorite movie is Mask. Mask or The Mask? Uh, Well, both, honestly. I mean, I think (laughs) Mask was there first. Yeah. But uh, Tim comes in to talk to him, and uh, Randy is doing homework and trying to kind of just, you know, put in bare minimum effort with Tim. Yeah. But Tim kind of, like, asserts himself here. Yeah, and and (laughs) first he's, what are you doing? I'm doing biology homework. Need any help? No. Like, Tim picks up one of the books and says, need any help? And... Randy says, no, and Tim shuts the book and says, good, (laughs) sets it down again. (laughs) And Tim says, I wish I was interested in the same things as you, but just because I'm not doesn't mean I love you any less. Right. And he expresses to him that, you know, I know that that Brad and I have a lot of the same interests, but I feel like you and I are the most alike, like we have the most similar personalities. I thought that was a very astute distinction to make. Yeah. Uh, That's something that I, I haven't even really considered of like you can have the similar interests but different personalities that that's just that that simple distinction uh goes a long way yeah who is this who is this new <laughs> tim taylor this new kind of sensitive <laughs> soft-hearted tim taylor who's showing the two of us things we hadn't thought about yeah before. i know but then he goes through a very kind of charming um, explanation of this, saying, like, yeah, Brad and I like the tools together. We like that. But You and I, like, if we see, we're, we see a guy out in the street that has his fly down, we can't not make the fly joke. I, and I know that if I can't think of something, I know that you've always got my back. Right. And then they go through this kind of back and forth riffing off of uh, pretending they have the fly down. And it, it's... A great moment between the two of them. Yeah. It really, really was endeared to them. Yeah, he kind of disarms Randy's... Uh uh madness mm-hmm. madness isn't that whatever insanity insanity yes <laughs> is raving lunatic uh his randy rage he's self salivating uh rage and murderers tenders and tendencies <laughs> mighty i can't get words out you were talking about chicken tenders there for a second <laughs> uh but yeah he gets he, you know he just kind of meets him on his level and he gets yeah. him laughing and they both go back and forth and they find this thing that's that's in common and then um and then Randy grabs some disc or something, and a <laughs> old school floppy. It's yeah, th- this is great. And he says, "Oh, uh, you know." Oh, and Tim asks what that is, and Randy says, "Oh, I was gonna play Zombie Sneak Attack." And Tim goes, "Oh, oh, oh zombies! That's yeah, good, I like zombies." Yeah, and says, so, "Oh, can, you know, can you know, can two play at that game?" And Randy says, "Yeah." And, you know, I mean, that, that makes sense. You, you you know how it is on a laptop, how two people sitting at one keyboard can play the same game, I guess, because the because con- I guess the WASD controls <laughs> w- what used J-I-K-L no, J- or something. I think it's probably old school Mario where one person plays, dies, and the next person picks up and plays and dies. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. I mean, on the laptop, though? Yeah. Meh. I I mean, uh, I, all right, wh- whatever, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I, I, again, I was... a. Uh, I I started video gaming a little later. I was on the N sixty four. Uh but um so they pull out zombie sneak attack and it's taken a second to like Tim's like, Well what what you know, he puts the disc in and tries yeah. to boot it up. He's like, Oh, it's it's taking longer to boot because of you know, whatever chip doesn't have a whole lot of power. Yeah. And and as soon as he's as as soon as he says, it expresses that something is lacking in power, Tim's yeah. eyes kind of light up. The desk almost flips over from Tim's heart on the... <laughs> comes out. And Tim says, oh, you know, if you want, I could, I could uh, open this baby up, give you a little more power to it. And Randy says, yeah, The sure. computer. The computer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, very good. My His fly is not down, despite all the discussion. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, and right. And And Randy says, oh, yeah, why don't we just throw the computer against the wall and save you the trouble? <laughs> that was a fun line. Yeah. Um... Uh, one thing I want to point out, mm-hmm. set direction. Yeah, Randy has just a show enough microscope on his desk. He, uh, yeah, I guess he does. <laughs> to I I don't I don't I don't. He's got to what... analyze all those blood samples of his victim. He's like Dexter. Yeah. <laughs> He has those little uh, petri dish slides. We so, he, call those things. so he's like a good serial killer, maybe. He, uh, yeah, he, or he just wants to. He wants to see all the same evidence the police are seeing to try and stay one step ahead. <laughs> Does the blood look the same from a female to a male? Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm not a weird serial killer, so I can't say. You're not into weird science. <laughs> uh, I'm not. Um, we go to the living room after they've kind of. Uh, made up, and we get our stinger, where Brad is watching the episode again. And this is this is the moment where I got happy that um, they're going to address the S- rivalry between Brad and Randy. The ribbling rivalry. The quibbling siblings. Quibbling siblings. Uh, and granted, you know, I, I'm, I'm willing to give this a pass, because they're, you know, 12 and 13 year old kids. They're not going to have a long, drawn out conversation about their feelings. Yeah. Uh, they make a joke at each other's expense, and it seems that all is okay, and they're brothers, and you know things will just be fine. Yeah, from moving on. I mean, I think the real issue was that Randy wanted something from Tim that he wasn't getting, and ended up getting it in that last scene, so mm-hmm. that in this next scene they can kind of just make fun of each other. It returns to status quo, and we're fine. Yeah. And Brad, uh, suggests that they play a game of, uh, zombie sneak attack. And Brad says, no, dad made some adjustments to the computer. The zombies are never going to come back from the dead. <laughs> and they're saying that as they kind of walk out of the scene. And as they turn their backs to the camera, I can't tell either of them apart. <laughs> they look identical from behind. <laughs> and as they as they walk away from the camera, Brad says, you know, Randy, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful brotherhood. <laughs> Oh, then we get some uh, outtakes where Tim is dropping the spices, spice, the spi- dropping the spices, <laughs> dropping those spices, Gotta drop the spices. <laughs> um, and then we okay. So I don't know if you noticed in between whenever they have multiple bloopers, they do that beep, yeah, and then there's a a, a tool flashes over the Ghostbusters uh, cross through, yeah. Jesus, dude, you're getting freeze frames that only I am able to see all well, over the place. I'll post it, but. Uh, explain, use your, your, uh, word pictures to explain what this bloop is. Ah. (laughs) I don't know why we're seeing this. Okay, so it's, it's a red circle with an X in the middle of it, but then over that is an image of a kangaroo, a stuffed kangaroo, with a bow (laughs) uh, under its neck. I... I don't know, like, I'm having vague memories of a stuffed kangaroo, but I think that's actually from uh, an episode of Mystery Science Theater 3000, one of the, I mean, it's one, one of the movies that show. they did. No, I don't remember seeing it on this. Um, yeah, I don't... Is it a wallaby? Oh, fuck me, that must be a wallaby. <laughs> I guess I understand now. It's a stuffed wallaby. I mean, so this is, this is Jill... Wow, that's some real, like, that's some deep-ass... Yeah, and it's on what? screen for, like, not even a second. It's like, it blips on the screen. Nobody. It's like a Tyler Durden blip. Th- seriously, no like they were just subliminally messaging wallabies into everybody's head. <laughs> like Jill didn't get to see them but all of you did. not You didn't even know it. Like look, th- th- like n- they did this full well knowing nobody would ever see it. Yeah. Like like no one was no one was watching the show this intently. Even if you got the box set on VHS, you couldn't like pause it with that oh, level no. of you can't frame by frame you, on VHS. Yeah, not on VHS. On DVD, yeah, you could you could uh Frame, frame by frame it but. So, so best case scenario They put that in Like maybe in 10 years The technology will be good enough <laughs> This is a time capsule We uncovered Landon. Yeah, This is a time the... capsule Easter egg A wallaby egg If you will <laughs> Do wallabies lay eggs? No they're mammals Aren't they? Uh, marsupials I think Marsupials So they They give birth in a pocket Oh okay I guess <laughs> That's how that works <laughs> Um, Wow Wallabies We cracked the We cracked the case Live on the air Next week on cereal <laughs> uh and then the outtakes are just uh tim fucking up the benihana bit and yeah he then, dropped uh, the spices <laughs> he dropped the spices which is what i'm gonna call it now every time i, I deliver a hot take <laughs> drop a real spicy for you guys <laughs> drop uh, the spices um and then uh there's some tool time outtakes uh but we gotta go into hold on i gotta find what did i do with that tape i don't know i lost the i lost the intro for this uh for this next bit so I'm gonna have to. Well, we don't have. I I don't wait. You you don't have a you don't oh you don't have a a, a music cue. <laughs> I don't know. I was looking for I was looking for an in, um to to start singing, but uh, I jumped without a parachute and <laughs> landed flat on my face. Did, so did you did you ever take improv classes or something? Because you're just so good on your feet sometimes, especially when it's past your bedtime. <laughs> uh guys, it's 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 grunt count corner, which is brought to you by. Um, this one is, we'll put it, um, for John Voorhees. John Voorhees, thank you, yeah. and we apologize that we, that we, uh, couldn't find the tape to plug in. Uh? It's a Christmas miracle. The- I found the tape at the last second. <laughs> no, that, that. that. <laughs> Now that you're watching Fraser, you're familiar with the concept of him having to grab tapes yeah, and plug exactly. them in to play commercials or sound bites. <laughs> uh, also, I want all of you to know that you're never like maybe maybe sometime for a real Patreon bonus content, I will video what it looks like to have Landon looking at me uh, and just making unbroken eye contact while he improvises mouth jazz. <laughs> oh my god, that's how I get all my dates. Uh, <laughs> uh, but we we are in the grunt count. Yes. Um... Brought to you by John Voorhees. So, yes. So uh, what do you have for our number this week? Well, and remember, it's controversial. The tentative is 11. Mm. It's 11 grunts. But in the Wilson scene, Tim really... I mean, he gives us one of our most difficult ones. When Wilson when Wilson suggests that he make more of an effort to, light, to enjoy the things that his son enjoys, uh, Tim goes... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's speaking in grunts. Yeah, get to know my son better. <laughs> like, like half of them are inaudible. You're trying to count how many times his mouth yeah. moves. Landon counted seven. I counted five. And we're not counting the first one because it's a word. The question that I have for you is, do we count inaudible grunts? I don't think we or not Not inaudible, but, like, just below perception... Which I guess is technically the definition. That of means an, it's a, if we can't perceive a thing, it's an audible. <laughs> but but it, if but a tree is... falls in the forest, <laughs> all right. If a grunt falls, out I have of it queued up. Mouth, I have it queued up. Oh, son of a bitch! Okay, get get ready. If they didn't tape this fucking show in front of a live studio audience, it would be <laughs> easier to hear. That. Well, it's it's the audience. Wilson kind of does. It over him and uh, he goes real quiet on a few of them. So I can hear the. Oh. Yeah. So it kind of, there's like, it trails off a little bit. It's quiet. So I hear seven, but I think two of them are inaudible. And that's where the this question comes up. Well, then how can you have heard them if they're inaudible? How can you well, have heard seven? <laughs> I barely heard them. And you can see. I saw th- 12 invisible men. You can see that he, he starts and stops doing it for seven times uh yeah i i don't know so i mean i heard five landon heard seven folks weigh in there was another contested one from earlier in this season that we're still waiting for a ruling man our season grunt count is gonna be fucked man well i don't know i think at the end of the season we'll just kind of i think we'll just basically have to make an executive decision The the fact that we give people the ability to weigh in i think makes that as honest a count as it can be (laughs) like that's true and people feel strongly about it it's not just us making the call we've allowed for input from uh, grunt heads all around the world <laughs> who, yeah. primarily in America and the UK but whatever um, <laughs> so, yeah that, that's uh, so it's it's difficult it's a tough yeah, one my, my call is five okay. seven average of six well I mean, will just just split the difference split the difference I mean I, you have my support whatever it is I'm just oh, telling you, you what I counted yeah um, no I mean let's be honest with each other sure so yeah if you if you want to split the difference we go six, I'm I'm fully behind you. If you want to stick it with five, I'm happy with that. As well. I, you know, I'm not making I've I've got it as five right now. We'll put an asterisk next to this one, and uh we will uh we will revisit this towards the end of the season and yep. make a final ruling. Okay. Great. But uh it's yeah, it's Gruntgate two Uh yes it is. Actually it would be Gruntgate if we were trying to cover it up. This is grunt transparency yeah grunt transparency. yeah it's a new thing i (laughs) i I guess i guess so yeah it's it's grunt whistleblowing yeah grunt Um, blowing so whistle grunting is there anything else in this episode you want to go over no i don't really think so okay then do 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 Wow. Outro! Brought to you by Kirstie Jeffries. Oh, well, Kirstie, you give it so much jazz. That's, <laughs> that's, that's fun. Uh, also, are we, are we really introducing the outro now? That's its own segment? I mean, we're running out of segments for people to, to sponsor on the oh, show. We're victims so of our own success. If yeah. we add so many weird theme songs to the show that people start hating it and quit sponsoring us on Patreon, we'll eventually reach <laughs> an equilibrium again. Life finds a way to balance itself. Um, if you enjoyed today's show, want to help us create even better. Content and better theme songs, consider becoming an official Grunthead sponsor on our Patreon. Yeah, on our Patreon, once you become a member, you get access to our uh, supplemental podcast, Gruntwork Nights, where I do not do theme songs. <laughs> yeah, that's honestly a bonus. <laughs> if you're listening to this show and you're like, you know, it'd be great if there wasn't any of that, all you have to do is subscribe for as little as $1 a month or as many as $5 trillion a month. Uh there's no ceiling on this. You know, and look look, uh billionaires are getting taxed at such a low rate right now. You can afford that. Like people like <laughs> you use us as your personal offshore tax haven. Maybe yes. it's a tax write-off. Right. The point is, uh as little as $1 a month gets you access to Grant Work Nights, yep. our subliminal podcast. Uh if you contribute at the $5 level, you get a personalized thank you video from me and Landon yeah. in the flesh. And, uh, I, you know what? We're, we're just really loosey-goosey with the rules here. I created a new reward. What? Yeah. What? Uh, what? I... What are you talking about, Gillis? <laughs> I created, uh, well, just on the fly, uh, exclusive uh, content. Your, fl- your fly was down? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, exclusive um, content. No, not, not exclusive content. Well, obviously, it's everything we're describing is exclusive content. Um, exclusive updates. Oh. So we have ideas, and we have solid information of what's coming down the pipeline and uh so we know what our mid-season bonus episodes are gonna be oh yeah we do (laughs) we have ideas over some episodes that we're gonna be doing for patreon and so if you are a patreon subscriber at any level you will get the information uh that has yet to be released to the general public yeah how about that how about that not that there's gonna be a lot in the future but Uh, you, you you get it. If you, if you want it, when we're going to drop some spices, you will be the first to know. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, if you want to help others find, uh, our show, consider leaving us a rating or review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And, uh, remember when you do that, Truman. Tell them what they get. Well, when you do that, we're going to start really making an effort to get just more involved in the things that you're interested in. Mm-hmm. Provided that the things you're interested in are Italian horror films, Marvel Comics, Mystery Science Theater 3000, or the 1965 science fiction novel Dune. So if you're in those four <laughs> categories, we will really try hard to get involved yeah. in the things that you're into. That's right, and stop making sense. Oh, yeah, and uh, stop making that's a That's a shared one for us. <laughs> uh, but please stop by on uh, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram to say hi, or where you can find us uh, at GruntWorkPod. And you can find information on today's show uh, on our website, which is www.gruntworkpodcast.com. <laughs> While you're there, you can sign up for our weekly newsletter to get the Grunt Count hit which I have no idea what I'm going to do this week. Now that we have a contested uh, uh, number, I mean, you might have to do some algebra or something. Maybe like it's variables between this number and this number. Mm, I calculus? don't know. I, yeah. I don't know what you're going to do, Land. I don't, and I don't know how to do calculus. Either. It's, it's going to be an impasse. Uh, but it's a great way to be notified whenever a new episode is released. Um, and I guess that's it. Until next week, and when we cover another episode of Home Improvement. I've been Landon Solano. I've been Truman Caps, and you've been listening to Grunt Gork. <laughs> I mean, uh, grunt work. <laughs> Heidi just walked in. <laughs> oh, hi, D.